This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud in depth. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth. Cancel culture can't keep me in check. In front beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. God bless you, family. Praise the Lord. My name is Brother Greg. This is Solid Talk, speaking out loud in depth. God is good. He is worthy to be praised. Man, we got a solid talk this evening, family. I didn't even know if I was going to have it this week. I didn't even know if I was going to bring it back this week. But you know what? My brother came on here on Thursday night Bible study. He said, Brother Greg, he said, I need you to pray for me. And I looked at the comment. He said, I need you to pray for me because the black church has lost its power. And so I want to have the discussion tonight. I got this thing on here that says, click the link if you can join. So let me actually put the link in the chat for you. And I'm asking the question tonight, has the black church lost its power? Has the black church lost its power. Man, in order for us to have this conversation, and I would really prefer not to have this conversation by myself. Y'all know I love a dialogue more than I love a monologue. So if you want to join in, weigh in, click the links that just popped up on Facebook and on YouTube. But that being said, oh, I think I can make it stick at the top. Okay, good. Pray. Okay, I'm learning the features. Okay, okay. In order for us to, to actually answer this question right, we got to really qualify what is meant when we use the phrase the black church? What is what does that actually mean? What are we actually saying when we use the term black church? Another way to look at that question is this way. What comes to mind when you hear the phrase the black church? OK, what comes to mind? It's all sorts of imagery that I can think of. Y'all type in the chat. Let me know what comes to mind. But what comes to mind when you hear that phrase the black church? church what stood out to me when i really asked myself that phrase is that there are ministries that i personally listen to that when i think of the black church i don't think of them even though these ministries are black and they are the church <laughs> you know what i mean so what i realized is that when i when i use the phrase the black church there's a very specific and I, I hate that I got to use this word vibe that comes to mind, a very specific caricature. That's a, even a better word that comes to mind when I think about the black church. And I just got to be honest with you. I think about a few things. Y'all can let me know if you agree or disagree. The first thing that came to mind when I thought about the question, and we'll get into this in a second, was I thought about the civil rights era. I thought about that black church because I thought about when did the power actually exist? We're going to get into that in a moment. But the second thing that comes to mind, and this is more consistent with today, is, to be honest, a bunch of foolery. Now, I'm not saying every black church is a bunch of foolery, okay? I'm not saying that, you know what I'm saying, that 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 this is a across-the-board thing. But I think about a lot of hooting and hollering. You know, I think about a lot of dis things being disorderly. Um, I think about a lot of theatrics. I think about hypocrisy. I think about shady pastors. I think about superficial things. I think about uh, really just uh, how do I want to say it? I think about kind of like the diva, the diva, 
or you know i think about sassy men and i think about just divas right and so that's what comes to mind now sister ann is nicer than me she says she thinks of the old school type of prayer and praise okay she thinks of family and modesty okay and she thinks of unity now all of those are good answers now i would say this and this kind of actually gets to the question that we're asking tonight. There was a time where if you mentioned the black church, those things that came to my mind, like contemporary things, those would not have been mentioned. It would have been the things that you mentioned. It would have been the old school uh, type of prayer and praise, the, the mothers in the church, you know what I mean? The, the, the good deacons and all that stuff. It would have been the family. It would have been the modesty. Okay. It would have been the unity. So, that still exists in some places. When I hear that, I almost think about traditional, right? Um, that still exists in some places. But where are we today? Where are we today? And that's what I want to kind of flesh out. I asked one or two people this question. Uh, what do you think when you hear the word black church? A buddy of mine said a church that caters to black culture. He said it should be a church whose members happen to be black. The church I attend online is called Kingdom Fellowship. I believe it is a church moving toward the second definition. Okay, that's good. Somebody else said a Baptist church, LOL, or a theatrical one. So we're getting a, a lot of different answers across the board, a lot of different answers across the board. But I'm trying to figure out, A, if the black church has lost its power, what happened to cause it to lose its power? Right. So let's take it back to when did the black church even have power in the first place? When I think about the black church having power. And I see another response here by Sister Ann. The world has infiltrated the church. I would agree with that as well. It is culture over Christ. I agree with that as well. When I think about when the black church had power, I'm thinking of everything that's pretty much like civil rights and before. Right. And the, the ironic thing is it's almost parallel with with the morality of black people. I don't want to say the power of black people, because obviously slavery was before civil rights and black people had pretty much no power in this country or very little power in this country. And so because of that, up to civil rights, because there was a fight, um, there had to be some power in order to gain freedom. Right. In order to gain the, which the goal was of that civil rights movement, equality. Now, the thing about that particular movement is that um, the black church was really the only institution that had power because it was these people's religion. Black people at that time and before, they didn't really have the infrastructure to have power elsewhere. They were not likely to be the CEO on the job. They were not likely to be the owner of a company, even though there were people uh, at and before the civil rights movement who did own things and invent things. And there was there was a success to be gained, but it wasn't the opportunity that we have today. So the black church became a, pl a place and the only place really or the key place where a person could actually move in a place of power, A, and B, where outsiders looking in actually to some degree recognized it as a powerful institution. And so you take some people that we might know today, like Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., 
uh, Reverend Jesse Jackson, Reverend Al Sharpton. Okay, these are men, and I don't want to ruffle too many feathers tonight. And I see Brother Joseph comment. Let me get to the, the Black Church has invited the world. Wow, these are men, right? Those those reverends, reverends that I mentioned, right? Um, I don't I don't know Jesse Jackson that well. But from what I've kind of gathered from him, as well as Al Sharpton, as well as Martin Luther King, is that their focus, right, became more on social and political power than it was on the kingdom. Okay. If you really dive deep into Dr. Martin Luther King, now I know it's Black History Month. I'm not trying to get in trouble. Right. And I'm, I'm not going to go too deep into this. But. If you really read some of his writings about what he thought about Christ. Now, I don't know when he wrote it. He might have changed his mind over the course of his walk. Right. But when he was in school to become a reverend and all of that, some of the writings that he had about Christ. Right. Were not really centered around the gospel. A lot of them were centered more around. More socialist type philosophies. You dig a little bit deeper. Some people say he had some infidelity issues. I'm not expecting him to be flawless. I'm just telling you different type of things. And his name actually isn't uh, Martin Luther King. He was actually born Michael King Jr. And he changed his name to Martin Luther King Jr. I guess to be more like the the uh, Christian father of one of the fathers of the contemporary Christian faith, Martin Luther. So there's a lot of wish-washy things about him. I'm not going to get too deep because I appreciate him for what he did overall. But my point is, when I look at all of those, like Reverend, like Reverend Al Sharpton and the things that he endorses, the political parties that he aligns himself with, to a certain degree, Jesse Jackson, like I say, I don't see him as much, but he's kind of in the mix. A few others. It becomes this thing where the fight has exceeded the faith, right? The fight has exceeded the faith, meaning whatever is in the faith of what um, the Bible teaches, it becomes subject to the fight. And what is the fight? The fight is actually a fight about skin color, right? The fight is actually a color, a, a fight about political power and social change. So somewhere al along the lines, forgot where I left off, but I'm going to read this comment by Blake. God bless you, Blake. He says, the black church has become more about business and has turned away from the spirit of God. Man, that's something right there. Um, so, yeah, getting back to that civil rights, civil rights uh, era, uh, era where there was a lot of power that was garnered, that was gained in that movement. What that meant was a few things. It meant that we were able to obtain to a certain degree that social change that we wanted. And that was a good thing. Right. That was a good thing. Um, but what it also did was it showed people that the church is even a place to, to gain more power. And so as more people begin to turn their eyes to the church, what ended up happening is that we came up with a few different archetypes of what this institution that was powerful right um did have you know a lot of uh decent goals okay 
Uh, I think it might be called liberation theology is what they were more focused on. I could be wrong about that. But the idea, though, is that um, the black church is the place where you went to if you wanted to have some type of power. So now that we know that this is the place of power, it gets compromised. Now, who does it get compromised with? There are three types of caricatures you could argue for that or actually you could argue five and I'll, you'll see why in a second that compromise the black church. Now, once again, this is not all black churches, but if you think the black church has lost its power, these are the three reasons why. The first is Balaam. Balaam was compromised by what? Balaam was compromised by power and authority. Balaam was a person who was an, a real prophet. He could hear from God. He was not an Israelite, but he was a prophet of God. And there was a king, a Moabite king, who wanted him to sabotage the people of Israel. And in his sabotage of the people of, of Israel, Balaam kept telling them, listen, I can't curse these people because I can't curse what God has blessed. Now, his reason for not cursing these people had nothing to do with his love for the people, had nothing to do with the fact that it's right or wrong. It had everything to do with the fact that the only reason I can't do it is because I literally can't do it. I literally can't compromise, uh, can't um, can't curse what God has blessed. So then what's the alternative? He says, well, I can't curse them, but you know what I can do? There's a workaround that we can do. I can actually get them to curse themselves based upon what? Based upon what I teach. And so what happens is the Bible says that there are false teachers, false prophets that come in. They teach ear tickling messages. And it even says that people will heap unto themselves false teachers, meaning I'm going to go to the church that's telling me what I want to hear instead of the church that's telling me what I need to hear. Now, when you think about these, uh, the quote unquote black church, the, the ones I think about today, most of the time the preaching is not bad. The preaching oftentimes is good. But y'all know what I always say on this channel is not about what you do say. It's what you don't say. It's not about what you will say. It's what you won't say. And there's certain things in the word of God that if you don't say them, it will cause the people to be cursed. If you don't preach against sin, Jesus said, if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. If your eye causes you to not, you know, to uh, to sin, pluck it out because it's better for you to enter into the kingdom with one hand or one eye than to enter into hell with, with all of your faculties. So when you really consider that, right, how often do we hear that message? You might hear it at your church. Once again, I said it ain't all church. I'm not talking about all churches. And this, this is why we got to qualify the word black church. But I hear a lot of this your season, this your day, woman thou art loosed. I hear a lot of uh, this your year, stomp on your enemies. You know, your haters can't keep up with you. I hear a lot of that. I hear a lot of self, right? I don't hear as much selflessness. And the whole gospel is about being selfless because the gospel is about love and love is selflessness. Love is not solely a feeling. It's not solely goosebumps. It's not solely what makes you feel good. 
Bible says that it's patient, it's kind, it does not envy, does not boast, keeps no record of wrongdoing, right? And, and a lot more. But all of those things are selfless acts. But so often what I hear preached today is about self. It's about empowerment. It's about selfish ambition, right? We're going to talk about that in a few weeks. But that's what it is. It's that, for lack of a better phrase, spirit of Balaam that comes in and either doesn't preach what needs to be preached or he flat out preaches the wrong thing, which is what Balaam actually did with Israel. He flat out preached the wrong thing. <laughs> and when you flat out preach the wrong thing, you set the people up for failure. And that's what we're dealing with with the black church. Once again, God bless everybody joining in. If I'm not mistaken, there should be uh, links pinned to the top of Facebook and YouTube. If you want to join this discussion, I definitely prefer a dialogue instead of a monologue. But God bless everybody. What's the next issue? What's the next archetype of the black church and the failure of how it may have lost its power? The next one is the spirit of Hophni and Phinehas. These are the sons of Eli who worked in the temple, they were compromised by what? They were compromised by the spirit of lust, okay? They were compromised by lust. Whenever somebody brought a sacrifice into the temple, they would take that meat that was supposed to be for the sacrifice, and instead of them uh, cooking that meat the way that the law said that they were supposed to cook it, they were cooking it the way they wanted to cook it, and they were eating it. They were eating them ribs, eating whatever they was bringing in there, right? Them chops, they were eating them. So they had a lust. And then on top of that, the scripture says that they were sleeping with the temple women. Now, not all churches. I'm about to say that a thousand times during this discussion. How often have we seen or been in a church where we've seen that go on? We've seen mismanagement of funds. We've seen mismanagement of uh, the people. We've seen mismanagement of the women. Pastor rolling there, got four Cadillacs. Hey, I ain't going to exaggerate. Pastor, Pastor got, got Cadillac. Congregation broke. Pastor got a wife. I saw a video recently. I don't know what church this was. But the pastor was in there preaching. He got his wife. That's the first lady. A pregnant lady walks in. Apparently, this is his side chick. She interrupts the service and she's trying to fight the first lady. So you get it on the side. The church I grew up in. Let me let me tell a story because I'm doing too much teaching. Church I grew up in. Some of y'all might have heard me say this. The church I grew up in. When I was young, we had a pastor. I'm not going to say his name. He's still alive. I was a little kid. As far as I knew, he was a nice man. I mean, he's the pastor, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know nothing. I'm just a little kid in there. I only walk up when they do the little part where he go and talk to the kids. So come to find out, they found him down at the bathhouse. Now, he's married. He has three daughters. But they find him down at the bathhouse. Now, somebody say, what does that mean? <laughs> down at the bathhouse means that uh, you're down there with men and y'all doing a little bit more than bathing. Use your imagination, but don't use it too much. So that's what we're dealing with with, 
you know, things that we experienced in church. After him, the next guy that comes in, I actually liked him. Um, but, you know, he ended up, he, he, so he came there with the wife, divorced her. Let, I think according to what he said, it was more like her fault. She just wasn't equipped to be like a church first lady. That's not how they were when they met, I guess. Uh, remarried a lady out of the church. I don't blame him for that because, well, she's supposed to find a woman. He ain't got Tinder. He ain't supposed to be on Tinder. He a pastor. <laughs> he in the church seven day, five days out the week. What is he supposed to do, right? But he, he marries a lady out the church. She dies, marries another lady out the church. Now, my dad didn't like the fact that he kept marrying women out the church. I cut him a little slack because, once again, where is he supposed to meet a woman? You know, the first lady they divorced, I don't know the details of that. Second lady, she died, okay? What you want the man to just be single for the rest of his life? <laughs> so I cut him some slack. He retires at 65, something he always said he would do. Didn't even know pastors could retire, but you learn something new every day. His, his, his mentality for retiring was that he believes that pastors stay too long and they end up aging the conversation and I mean, the congregation and not being relevant. So, okay, fair enough. We hire a, another pastor. Now, this is the pastor who's there. I'm an adult now. Younger guy, he was about 38 when we hired him. Married, two daughters. This the dude that because of social issues, right? He, it was like the 50th anniversary of the Million Man. No, wait, that don't even make sense because I ain't even 50. It was like the 20th or 30th. It, it was some anniversary for the Million Man March. Let's call it 20th. And... He invited some Muslims to the stage, didn't tell any of the deacons. One of these Muslims gets up and just starts preaching and he's like exalting the name of Allah. I get up and walk out. I'm sitting right at right at the front. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually singing in the choir this day. I'm literally right behind the pulpit. I get up and walk out. Now, why I walked out, it, was, it wasn't just that incident. It was a whole bunch of stuff leading up to it. He had ruffled a lot of feathers since he had been there because he was young blood dealing with these old deacons in this traditional church. I get it. Right. But it was a lot of stuff that he was doing that I wasn't I wasn't on board with. I was a deacon in this church. Deacons used to lead devotional two Sundays out of the month. They get up there, read a scripture, sing a song. I will admit we didn't really rehearse. It was two deacons that could sing. The rest of us just up there giving all the moral support that we can give. And the two deacons that could sing, they were older. And they sang whatever came to their spirit. And I will admit, sometimes, oh, it was three deacons that could sing, my bad. And I will admit, sometimes what came to their spirit was the same thing every week. <laughs> Maybe not every week, but it was just like, you know, like we know we're going to get this song at least once a month. Or... It might have been some song, some Negro spiritual from the 1800s that we hadn't even heard before. Now, I'm not saying that the deacons couldn't get up there and like tear it up. Some Sundays they would tear it up. You know what I mean? Uh, but some Sundays maybe they didn't. And the pastor had an issue with this. His thing is like, I got to preach after y'all and y'all, are, you know, so I get it. But what I didn't agree with was 
one day one of our deacons was singing a song in the middle of the deacon song he gets up he interrupts his song and he's basically just like we just not doing this today we cut the song da 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 so he cuts the song off basically tells all the deacons to sit down embarrasses this man this man is old enough to be his father embarrasses this man people calling him on the phone afterwards you know asking what's going on what's going on he was hurt by it we ended up having a deacon meeting maybe like a few weeks after that to 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 talk about that issue and other issues we were having this man started crying in the meeting because his feelings were hurt you know what i'm saying this is a grown man i'm not talking about him crying i'm talking about the fact that you as this younger man you should have at least waited wait till after the service you know but that's the type of uh, oh yeah so let me let me let me finish the story so i left the church after that day of the muslims i never went back to a service while he was there i went to a few funerals just because of members that i knew and it was an older church but fast forward about five years they ended up voting him out of the church because he was apparently messing around with some women so we see this stuff in the church we see it as common. You ask the question, has the black church lost its power? Well, if it has, it's because of stuff like this. It's because everything that comes in is about self. It's about a, a, a quest for power. And how am I going to misuse and abuse this power? Balaam misused it. from He compromised because of power, influence, and money. Hophni and Phinehas compromised because of lust. What's the third example? Y'all already know Jezebel and Ahab. Once again, anybody who wants to join this chat, there should be a link posted at the top of this discussion. I'm going to put it in there just in case it ain't working. Hop on. Let me know how you feel. Because once we talk about it this time, I ain't going to talk. I ain't going to say I ain't going to never talk about it. But it's going to be a long time before we talk about it again. We get to a couple comments before we get too far. God bless everybody joining in. I see another comment from Blake. He says, the black church has become more about business and has turned away from the spirit of God. I think I read that and I agree with it even more this time. Glean from his word says, yes, we. OK, good. Praise God. That's let me slow down. Glean from his word says, that's why Second Timothy 215 is one of my favorite verses. I was about to say, it's funny that you say that because I got it queued up. I actually don't have it queued up, but I got 2 Timothy 4 and 3. So let's go ahead and read 2 Timothy 4 and 3. And then I'm going to read your scripture, 2 Timothy 2 and 15. So we're going to share this screen by the grace of God. Um, as a matter of fact, let me read yours first. Oh, they going by a verse. No, I need the chapters. <laughs> so let me, let me read yours first since you made the comment. So 2 Timothy 2 and 15 says this. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We've got to study for ourselves because you can walk into one of these buildings and hear something that sounds good. And you think you're on the right track if you don't bounce it against the word of God. If they're not preaching from the scriptures when you walk in there, a red flag needs to go up. 
ear tickling messages. And so we hop over to Second uh, Timothy chapter uh, two, verse four. Right. I'll make this a little bit larger for everybody to see. I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who shall judge the quick that word means alive in the King James Version who shall judge the alive and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom preach the word be instant that means don't be moved and it also means be ready be instant in season it means be ready okay be instant in season out of season reprove rebuke Exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Do we see that in the black church today? This, these are the instructions that Paul was giving Timothy, a younger person in the faith, his son in the faith, so to speak, right? He says, Why do you need to do that? Why do you, Tim, Timothy, why do you need to be ready and be steadfast and preaching the in season, preaching whether it's in season or out of season, why do you need to reprove, rebuke, and exhort? Because of verse 3. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Do you know that sound doctrine has to be endured? Do you know that we we got to walk? I, I, I said I wasn't going to teach tonight, my bad. Do, <laughs> do you know that, <laughs> do you know that, that this is something that doesn't feel good to the flesh. It should feel wonderful to your soul. It should feel wonderful to your spirit. But it doesn't feel good to my flesh. When I got to turn over my plate and fast, that doesn't feel good to my flesh. When I got to crucify certain things that, that I'd rather be doing, that doesn't feel good to my flesh. When I got to cut off my right hand if it caused me to sin, it doesn't feel good to my flesh. When I got to hear about things that I got to work on, right, and I got to hear sound doctrine, I have to endure that. And, I, and, and, and it's not even just the flesh. It's the ego. It's the pride, right? It's the things that aren't even fleshly. Sound doctrine cuts against that. The Bible says that the word of God is like a two-edged sword. It's able to cut through joints and marrow and soul and spirit. And it's a discerner of what? The thoughts and intents of the heart so this stuff hits you in the heart the word of god hits you in the heart now guess what if you love god it's not really going to be an issue <laughs> i'm just keeping it real i'm not saying there's no issue at all it's going to be challenging but if you love god it makes it much easier but if you don't love god and you say man listen i love the world a little bit more you're not enduring that sound doctrine but he says, but after their own lust, okay, we just talked about that, shall they heap to themselves teachers having what? Itching ears, ears that need to be scratched. I got an itch, and I need you to scratch it. And what are they going to do next? And, shall, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth. They turn it away their ears from the truth, and they're going to turn to what? And shall be turned unto fables. How many people you know grew up in church? Now they in the new age. Now they in the witchcraft. Now they into the universe. Now they into yoga. Now they into 
uh, rituals. Now they into worshiping the ancestors. Shannon Sharp, Shannon Sharp's podcast with Monique just went viral. Monique on there, she likely grew up in church. Older woman, not old, but older as in older than me. Probably in her 50s. On there talking about the universe. Turned away from what? Truth and turn unto fables. You know fables sound good. You know, you know what fables are? Fables are what we read to our children when we want them to just hear a nice story. <laughs> we want them to go to sleep. We want them to be comfortable. So I'm going to go and I'm going to read my child a nice bedtime story, a nice fable, a, a nice something to just relax you. It's not going to challenge you. It, it ain't going to do anything that's going to interrupt whatever you got going on. It's going to sound good. And we just going to lull, lull you right to sleep. They turn to fables. And what does it say next? It says. And it says, but watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. So that's just what it is. That's just what it is, man. That's what Paul wrote Timothy. I'm just reading the Bible, I promise you. So that's what we got going on. Spirit of Balaam, Hophni and Phinehas, and as I was just about to get into, Jezebel and Ahab. Now, this is one you see common. And by the way, I didn't mention that these can all overlap, right? But when I think of the, the black church, oftentimes, not always, just oftentimes, <laughs> I think of Jezebel and Ahab. Who is Jezebel? Who is Ahab? Ahab was a king of Israel. Ahab married a Zidonian woman who was very attractive named Jezebel. Jezebel ran Ahab. So they are compromised by what? They are compromised by the spirit of matriarchy. And so has the black church lost its power? If it has, one reason is because of matriarchy. In other words, it's been feminized. There's an imbalance. The, the women have more power than the man. The man might be up there as a as a token, as a beard. You know, he's there as a figure like Ahab. But who's really calling the shots? Who's really pulling the strings is Jezebel. She has the influence. And you see this, you see folks sashaying all around the church. People go to church now like it's a runway. I saw something. I saw something this week. They was talking about a BBL pastor. I saw some a few uh, like a few months ago. I think I was away from the channel. I'm glad I was. But it was some woman that said that that like God told her to get a Christian BBL. That's the spirit of Jezebel. That's a woman who's trying to exercise her power. Women's power is not in physical power. Their power is in seduction and manipulation. These are the qualities of Jezebel. When Je when when Jehu, the man who came and killed Jezebel, well, he didn't really kill her. Uh, 
the eunuchs ended up throwing her out the window and then she died and the dolls came and ate her. But he's the one that basically caused her to be killed. When Jehu or Jehu came, she didn't pull out a sword. She didn't pull out, uh, you know, some weapons. She didn't even call the army. You know what she started doing? She started adorning her face and probably fixing her hair and getting herself looking pretty because she knew as a woman and as a Jezebel woman that my power lies in my seduction. It lies in my appearance. It lies in my ability to 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 yield to wield power, not based on me punching you in the face, but based on how I look in the face and how I look with this BBL. If, Jezebel, if they had BBLs when Jezebel was out, she would have had one. That's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with superficial churches, Jezebel Ahab coalition. We're dealing with uh, sassy men. If Ahab was a man, my bad. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> my bad. If Ahab was alive today, right? And if Ahab was a man. But if Ahab was alive today, I can tell you he would be one of these sassy dudes. Right. And what do you mean by a sassy dude? A sassy it's it's you you just got to recognize it. Right. And I think it's harder for women to recognize it because it appeals to them. It's like the sassy dudes speak their language. So they get on stage. They talk to you like they have an attitude. They talk to you. They they do this type of speech where it's like they always want to keep you on your toes or off guard. So it always be like something, something to like make you think that they know more than you. So to be like the Lord told me that the color you have on, you've been thinking that you've been wearing red. But guess what? You've been wearing blue. And it's like when you hear it, you say you say, am I really wearing blue? Like like they say these contra contrary type things right to just make you think because they want to say something that sounds so witty and so quote-unquote anointed and all of this type of stuff get on there oftentimes dressing you know these these new new outfits probably get you some skinny jeans you know probably one of these fitted shirts you know might get up there with a hat on you know what i'm saying might get up there with some I don't even want to get into I ain't going to get into the hair thing and men what the Bible say about men in long hair. I'm going to leave that alone. But they get up here just looking very much invested in their self image, very much just invested in their. Um, it's like more focused on them than on the word. And I'm not saying that you can't look nice when you leave out the house. You should look nice when you leave out the house. I'm not saying you can't have style. You should have style. But there's a particular type of person. <laughs> and and I don't like to drop names. I can think of a few names that come to mind. I don't really like to do the name, but just to give y'all an understanding of like the type of person I'm talking about. Maybe somebody now one guy came to mind dead. I'm gonna leave him alone. But and oh, okay, so one guy that comes to mind is Jamal Bryant, right? Just my humble opinion. This is the type of guy been involved in endless scandals. I don't expect anybody to be flawless, right? If I got if I became a pastor when I first got saved, guess what? I would have had some scandals. <laughs> 
Um, but he's been a pastor for a long time and he's still getting involved in scandals, you know, uh, affairs, children out of wedlock. And this is coming from the Bible says that the pastor is supposed to be blameless. Now, what does that even mean? I always say, hey, you can't blame the guy. That's the way I look at it. Like, okay, he made a mistake. Okay, you can't blame the guy. Okay, we all make mistakes. Cool. It could mean that they really supposed to be blameless. I'm actually trying to cut them some slack. I'm actually trying to give them some grace, to be honest with you. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I say just as long you can't blame the guy, right? But now this particular guy that I just mentioned, he just hired one of these BBL women uh to be his co-pastor or rather his um like one of his either I guess like his co-pastor or something like that. And that's what I'm talking about. It's just this whole church that's taken over by the Jezebel and Ahab coalition. I see some comments. Let me get to them. Starting to get to these comments real time now. Cause I want to get in why they're relevant. Glean from his words says sometimes they look for power, money with large bank accounts and security but their integrity and can be also spiritually bankrupt. Yeah. Yeah. Their integrity can be spiritually bankrupt. Absolutely. Ashkenazi says the problem is we have been brainwashed by the Masonic elite that tithing is New Testament doctrine. It's not. Tithing was only for the Old Testament Levites who could own land and served the Lord. That's that's facts right there. Uh, Glean says, if you go against what they say in the in regards to scripture, they will isolate or kick you out. Wow. Ashkenazi says, and an old lady in the New Testament who gave all she had is an example of faith, not intended to be held up as perfect as perfect tithing excuse me where does jesus say pastors are to get rich nowhere in my king james bible man how i feel about tithing i feel like tithing is a biblical principle that is not required for the new testament believer but the lord can convict you to tithe so i've heard testimonies of people who have said you know, God told me to start tithing and these type of doors begin to open or he began to bless me in this area. And I actually believe him, but I believe it's for that person. You know, I believe it's something that we can do if we're led to do it or even if we choose to do it. But when you do it, though, you can't do it thinking that it's going to justify you, because if I'm not mistaken, somewhere in Galatians, it says something like if you try to keep one part of the law, you've got to keep the entire law. But then to the point that Ashkenazi just made, you got to ask the question, who was tithing even for? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like who was supposed to do it? Where was it supposed to go? What was it? Was it herbs, spices? You know, it's a lot of research to be done with that. B says, blessings, everyone. The word washes us. Praise God. Absolutely. Glenn says, sometimes they worship the pastor more than Christ and his word. Absolutely. Blake says there's no virtue in the church anymore. Wow. You know, what's amazing about that is that the word virtue actually means power. So when that woman, uh, I think she had an issue of blood 
when she touched the hem of Jesus' garment, the Bible says that virtue went out of him. And if you look that word virtue up, it means power. That's where I got that's where I got spiritually bankrupt from. I didn't see that part. I watched a click of it. Yeah. Let me let me show you all an example of what I mean when I of what came to mind or what comes to mind. Rather, when I say that the black church is um, sassy or feminized or compromised, there's a channel. And I just want to play a little clip because this brother, he he did all the work to curate this stuff. And I don't want to take away from his work too much. But what I'm actually showing us this for is because this is the type of foolery. Okay. This is the type of foolery that we see in the church. And it was one in particular that I sent Stephanie the other week and it was it was it was like very egregious now the thing about this channel that i'm about to show us it's called laugh for days it's a guilty pleasure of mine so cut me some slack i got too many guilty pleasures i'm beyond <laughs> uh too many of these youtube channel guilty pleasures but what it is it's a church that kind of talks about or rather shows video it doesn't even talk he just shows he just shows it to you and he lets you make of it whatever it is that you that you're going to take from it right um so okay yeah this the one so i gotta give a disclaimer right that i gotta give a couple disclaimers <laughs> first of all just because something in this video i'm not saying that it's real i'm not saying that it's fake so let's just get that established. Secondly, the stuff in this video is funny, it's comical, but it's also sad. So it has the potential to offend you. It has the potential to make you laugh. If you immature like Brother Greg and you got some stuff that the Lord's still working on, some of it going to make you laugh. But even after I laugh at this stuff, sometimes I walk away sad because I'm like, man, this is just the state of this church. So let me shout this brother out and... You know, uh, if you want to subscribe, if you if you think there's something that you would like, if you immature like Brother Greg and you think, oh, man, <laughs> I might want to check that out. Um, you know, you could subscribe to him or something like that. But I'm just giving a shout out just because it's his video. So we're going to watch this real quickly. The other thing, too, all these churches might not even be black church. Um. But let's just look at a few. Like this church right here, actually, this looks like one of these uh, non-denominational type churches. But let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me look at this. Okay, so, so here we got Kirk Franklin right now. I'm not gonna even gonna get to y'all about to get Brother Greg in some real trouble. But he's an entertainer. He got concerts. People pay money to see him. You know, it ain't going to kill you to dance, but the type of dancing, you know, and this is what I was talking about earlier, like the way he's dressed, he's an entertainer, but there are pastors who get up and preach like this. Maybe you find with it to each his own. First of all, it looks like he got some heels on or like 
some sort of shoes. I don't even know what you call that. Jeans tighter than most women. <laughs> Cleavage showing just like a woman. Been to the gym. I ain't mad at him. But he's showing that mad cleavage. So, this is the black church. If you ask somebody, name a gospel singer, name five gospel singers, they're going to say Kirk Franklin or one of them. And I love Kirk Franklin music. I love this song right here. This ain't particularly bad. It's going to get worse. Just, just hang you on in there. Watch out. You better watch out. You better watch out. Child, telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. Hey, from my family to your family, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. So when I say an effeminate guy, that guy, that, that brother that was just on the screen, if y'all don't know who that is, he got famous because he was at some sort of service. I don't know, it was like maybe a Pentecostal service or something like that. And I guess he was supposedly delivered. And he was just like, I'm not gay no more. I like women's. Women, 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 women. Like he was just going off and it went viral. And ever since then, he's been like this sort of, he, this is like someone that you would find in the black church. I'm not saying all the men in the black church are like him. But what I'm saying is it's easy to find him often in the black church. Right. Just as kind of effeminate, sassy uh, sense of humor is like a female sense of humor, female mindset. It's ugly. Now, this church in here, they just they baptize people crazy. I'm not going to get into this. But once again, I'm going to skip past this only because I think this one is like newer non-denominational type churches. I don't think this fits our discussion per se. What are you gonna do when you get okay, to heaven? White person. Y'all make it tough for us to do the f and turn me around. Okay. <laughs> and this is what I think of when I think of the black church, right? Now, guess what? Brother Greg don't got a problem with this necessarily, right? <laughs> Not necessarily, right? I don't mind having a good time in church. Um, you know. They're going to have to put a little insurance on the pews. God bless the sister. You know what I mean? I, <laughs> I right, let me let me not be a jerk tonight. Um, okay. So, um, when I say the church is feminized, right? A lot of the reason why black men have generally speaking exited the black church is because of a few reasons a the only relevant men in there are the ones that have positions right so if you're just a man you just you just dare to learn the word you just come there to learn the word but when you come there to learn the word you got a good chance of getting a lot of this you got a good chance of getting a lot of this uh shouting and jumping and hoot, hoot, hooting hooping and hollering and a lot of the pastor preaching <laughs> and the Lord said y'all don't hit you get a lot of that y'all don't hear me you're gonna get all of that tuning up that's what it's called um but a man comes to actually hear the word 
This is why men gravitate to Islam. This is why a lot of men gravitate to the Hebrew Israelite doctrine, because whether the substance be be true or false, it's substantive. If I'm a man and my my woman or somebody or my mother tell me to go visit the church and I go and I see this 300 plus woman singing on the pews, but I don't hear the word go forth. Guess what? I'm going to take it as a joke. I'm going to take it as a joke. And I'm going to leave. We ask that you cover them cover with your precious blood. blood. Yes, God. Cover their minds. Keep yes, their minds God. on you. Yes. God, keep them in perfect peace. This mother slapped It was slapped so boy. hard to not laugh out loud. While, she while she's praying, I guess because he was acting up. I'm going to stay out of that because I don't want to get slapped either. God, make him walk upright. He trying not to laugh. Lord, cover them for people. But like the way she's praying and acting they're men that act like this when i say sassy men that's what i'm talking like a sassy man would just find this hilarious to me it's like okay it's it's i don't even know what to make of it. it's a little funny but like women and sassy men they would just crack up at that it's gonna try to do them wrong yes. god cover them and, and kids god we ask that you bless them let them excel I don't know if he the one that got slapped. Now this dude don't even, I don't even think he black, but this is the thing about what it means to even be black today, right? So the word black or what it means to be black, you don't even gotta be black to be black, honestly. Like black today is almost more of a personality type or a culture than it is your actual skin color sometimes. And I'm coming up on an hour, I need to, I think I'm gonna try. We'll see. We'll see where we go. Y'all comment. Let yes, me know if you want a part two. Or if you want me to time uh, keep going. We come on here to wish my brother, my friend, my. <laughs> so this is funny, but like a sassy man or a woman would find this to be like flat out hilarious. Now, this is what I mean by foolery. Hey! It's your birthday, my brother. Happy birthday from yours truly. Amen. Be Now I'm not here to. I don't know what this. I don't know. I don't know this man, right? Get it, get it. So I can't really say it, too much it. about Come this on, man because I don't know him, right? Come on, Isaac. But Hallelujah. When he I strikes me ass. But God and, I'm not, and I'm not picking on him. I'm just talking about him because he in the video. He's like a caricature of being churchy. That's that's one of the issues. You want to talk about it had the black church lost its power. That's one of the issues is that we have mastered church. We know how to do church. We know how to um you know, we know how to do everything with church. We know how to dance in church like we know how to sing church like we know how to get up there and pray with the anointing and sound churchy. We know how to preach and sound churchy with the And so over time, it's like somewhere it just became you just doing church instead of actually being in the faith. The Bible calls it having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. It's like you you know the form. 
You know what I mean? You know how it looks. You know how it sounds. You know how it acts. You know how to do it. Like the stuff that this dude was doing, he can do that mid-conversation. Y'all ain't even got to be talking about the Lord. Like if I just walked up to him and was like, like, like quicken. If I just said quicken, he's like, ah, like he'll just quicken. He knows how to do it. I give him a tambourine. He already knows what to do. There's something wrong. Oh, oh, I forgot one of my disclaimers. I don't know if this is going to be it or not, but some of these guys might be using profanity. So that was the disclaimer that I wanted to say. I knew it was another one. Our church, because the altos ain't talking to the sopranos because they all messing with the same musician. And they don't understand the altos and sopranos are mad at each other, but he's in love with the tenor. Wow. Let me, so what that guy said, excuse me, what that guy said, he ain't really say nothing wrong, but I want to highlight what he said because he said that the alto, no, hold on, what did he say? He said something like um, the alto's mad because, you know, the singer, the lead singer or the drummer or somebody messing with the soprano. But they both don't know that he messing with the tenor, meaning the male. So why am I talking about this? He's in the black church. The reason you see all these women, I ain't going to talk about these women, but the reason why you see all these women covering their mouths and yelling and shouting and laughing and feeling, uh, you know, slightly embarrassed is because they know it's true. They laughing because they know it's true. And we all know it's true. This is what I think of when I think about the black church. I think of the drummer messing with the soprano and the alto and then possibly the 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 the, the singer messing with the drummer or the past. Like it can be any combination of stuff. It's just it's just it's like a hobby <laughs> to somebody like this. Is why I say said in the beginning. The churches that I fought, like the ministries I follow, they are black and they are churches, but I don't associate them at all with this. Like this type of stuff is so different. It's so different. And it's sad that when I think about the, the, the black church and the power and all of that, um, it's sad that this is what I think of. Let me see if y'all say keep going or or uh, or do a part two. I'm trying to not to go more too much higher than an hour. We ain't going to go more than an hour 30 for real. Hopefully sooner than that. But let's get through this video. I meant to do this in the beginning. I told the men in my church, I want you to stop shopping at Baby Gap. Those pants are too small. You look like a little boy. I need you to get something that tells me you want a woman. Once again, he he actually preaching good. I'm not showing this particular preacher because he's he's a mockery or anything like that. What I'm highlighting is that what he's preaching against actually is prevalent in the black church culture. He's talking about these guys that get up here dressing sassy. He's talking about sin that's known and prevalent in the church. Not all this. Y'all are mad. I'm a priest. You ain't got to invite me back. I got my own church. <laughs> He's funny. 
well, this is a male purse. No, that is a woman's pocketbook. And I want to know why you have a pocketbook. He old school. He sound like my mother. Because my mother had one, but my daddy never carried a pocketbook. Men of God talk back to me. What man wants to carry a pocketbook? That's facts. <laughs> Let me skip past this lady before I get in trouble. Okay, now, so that first part of Kurt, it wasn't, it wasn't like all that, but look at this part. This part, this is the black church. I mean, that's his prerogative. Like I said, he's an entertainer. I'm not even going to beat him up too much. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Y'all going to get me in some big trouble tonight. He ain't say it on this one, but that's Mr. Have you ever been swallowed, 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 swallowed? Mary I come to say Merry Christmas to you and your familia. I come to say hallelujah. Okay, so when I say we know how to do church, that's exactly what I mean. If you just go up to a church person and just say, start speaking in tongues and make a joke about it, he can do that on command. Don't call our grandmas now. I'ma fast forward a little bit. Cause um, we ain't got we ain't we seen enough, honestly. Um, That's mine. Well, you know that demon, I'ma cast this fornicating demon. No such thing, no fornicating demon. In fact, you don't even need a demon to commit fornication. You just need somebody who's willing. It's on and popping. That's it. <laughs> And all the fornicators say amen. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> I rest my case. Right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me fast forward a little bit. Cause like I said, that brother took the time to put this video together. I don't want to do too much. If you want to subscribe, go subscribe. You know, so some of these just be praised Blake. Oh, this particular one, this one is about to trigger me and this. This might be the last one we show. Not not her right there, but it's gonna be this one in a second. I'm gonna let y'all hear it. Let me know if you can hear everything okay. Okay, lady, get to the point. I'm not trying to see you. Turn your videos. Wait, hold on. Where's the, where's what I was looking for? Just so they can be inspired. No, no, no. I, I went past it. Okay. Your inspiration. Okay, let me go back. Not him, but after this, it's gonna be a super Jezebel lady. That I guess this couple is about to be married. She slayed him. Be nice. God loves you. Don't be mean to her because if you're mean to her, it's not gonna go well for you. Because she's going to be great no matter what, baby. You are not her golden ticket. She is yours. Hold on. She said. She pointed to this man. Now, this man, I guess they about to be married or something. This a grown man. She pushing him in the chest, say, you are not her golden ticket. She is yours. Now, if you want to say both of them the prize, that's cool. 
But she effectively just said, <laughs> you not the prize, she the prize. Uh, I don't know what's going on here. Let's just leave this alone. You know that. But she needs a husband, not a pimp. Bless her. I talk for you, girl. I talk for you, girl. Come on, clap your hands and shout glory to God. She needs a husband, not a pimp. Now, I don't know the backstory. I don't know the backstory. But what I do know is that type of belittle, belittling, that sassy belittling happens often in the quote-unquote black church today. And if you're a man, you ain't going to tolerate that. Like, if I was that brother, I would leave. <laughs> I'd be like, we could have, if, if it was a real issue, we could have had a counseling session about this. But what she wants to do is she wants to flaunt, flaunt her power as a Jezebel spirit and basically just, uh, oh, okay, my brother just got in. God bless you, Blake. Uh, bro, turn on your, you ain't got to turn on your camera if you don't want to, but turn on your microphone and I'm going to go ahead and let you into the chat. I mean, into the uh, thing. What's going on, bro? Hey, how you doing? Can you hear me? I can't hear you. Y'all let me know if y'all can hear Blake, but yeah, go ahead. Man, uh, first of all, man, thanks, man, for uh, uh, bringing me on. But, man, this is such a uh, powerful message, man, that we need to hear as far as, like, having power in the church nowadays. And, man, you touched on a lot of things um, that is true. Um, you know, to be living of men, but also um, people in leadership who are using the church as a, um, we'll say as a source of income and power and all of those things. And, and God is not in its rightful place and he's not the head and he's not the one that's been exalted. And so now you're seeing the spirit of God actually leaving the black church, I would say. Um, so man but but you touched on a lot of different things um and and man i thank you for that first and foremost um but for me i think that the reason why we don't see it is because we try so hard as a black church to become like other churches i would say it that way okay uh we'll take on their programs or we'll take on the way that they do things and we'll start to uh, add certain um we'll say programs to, to the church uh, to get more people to come in, to get more people to bring money, to get more people to, uh, to join the church, to uh, make it a big mega church and not really focus on the relationship of God or being more kingdom led and, and they're more church led. I would say that. Wow. Yeah, brother. I agree with that. Um, and yeah, praise God. Yeah, this topic came up because it was another brother that was just grieved about the state of the black church. And I just said, we got to we got to tackle this on Solid Talk. I agree absolutely with what you said. I want to ask you this. What do you think is going to be God's response to some of the stuff that we see going on now? Uh, I think you already see God's response even now. Now, you see uh, pastors being exposed. Um, you're seeing a lot of churches being shut down. Um, I think um, God is already responding. I mean, even now, I mean, you're seeing more people um, are, are walking away from the church. Um, 
and I'm saying the church, when I'm saying the church, I mean just the body, I mean not the body of Christ, but the, the physical place that people go to mm-hmm. uh, because they're tired. They're tired of the the programs and they're tired of the lies. They're tired of uh, leadership. Uh, man, I'm, I'm seeing more people being church hurt uh, from pastors and, and um, people and elders of the church, you know, and and they're tired of it. And my thing is, is uh, one thing God is not going to allow is for his people to be hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the Bible says, woe unto them who will cause these little ones to stumble. It's better for them to tie a boulder around your neck and be cast into the sea. Man. And he told his, his disciples, hey, man, you know, you're supposed to feed my sheep. You're supposed to feed my lambs. You're supposed to take care of God's people. And you're abusing them and you're manipulating God's words for your own benefit, your own profit. Wow. Uh, and, and, and a lot of them turn away from the spirit of God. You know, uh, me and my wife have been in churches where they'll say, OK, there's no more. You know, there's no speaking in tongues or there's no, you know, um, even freely worshiping. You know, if somebody want to sing a song or dance or, you know, anything like that, it's, a, okay, you need to check with me first before you even worship God freely and how they look. And I need to make sure that's okay. Mm. Um, you know, and so you, you, that's the reason why you don't see power. You know, Christ said it's best that I leave because the one that comes after me, um, the comforter, the helper, he's going to give you power. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I tell people all the time, you can't take only bits and pieces of the Holy Spirit. You're either going to have all of him or none of him. Wow. And now you're seeing that, you know, these churches have none of him. Mm. And so, um, and, 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 and quite frankly, you know, like you touched on it uh, in your lesson, you know, when the woman with the issue of blood touched the hem of, of Christ's garment, mm-hmm. it said that virtue left him. Other scriptures said that power left him. And the reason why is because he had a high moral standard. Wow. We give pastors and, and leadership so many excuses to fall short to sin, and we, and we accept it, and we say it's okay because— he's a man Mm. but if you're in a in a in a position of leadership then you know you should be blameless you should be holy you should be righteous you know these are the things that are required of you you should be a a man of only one wife Mm -hmm. you get what i'm saying you should not be bouncing back and forth between adultery or between marriages you being divorced you were married and then you divorce again nah you shouldn't you shouldn't be that at all and i think you know, we allow these pastors to get away with so much and we don't hold them accountable. And and that's why we don't see the move of God, the power of God in in church nowadays. Yeah. Why do you why do you think we allow that? Because it, do you think it's fear or do you think it's like reverence or do you think it's just the fact that, you know, quote unquote nobody's perfect like why do you think that for so long people have been able to get away with that because if if, if the pastor is allowed to commit adultery then I can commit adultery wow <laughs> you hit me with one right there go ahead <laughs> yeah if the pastor is allowed to do business 
uh, without any character or without any, you know what I'm saying, um, morals, then I could do the same thing. If the pastor is allowed to um, lie, uh, cheat, and steal, then I can lie and cheat and steal. You get what I'm saying? Because a true pastor, he's going to hold you accountable. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, but if, if, mm -hmm. if, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. Because, no, I'm sorry, but but if 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 we can accept and sit up under him, and he's doing those things, then why not? I can get away with it. Yeah, he can't he can't hold anybody accountable if he's doing the same thing. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And I I agree exactly with what you said. You know, there's a video I did a long time ago called. Uh, I had a series called A Hard Pill to Swallow, and there's this, this scripture that says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And I was talking about how the, the fear and trembling part is not the scary part of that scripture, believe it or not. What people really have a, an issue with is work out your own salvation. So people love to be able to look and say, well, you know, the pastor did that or the pastor did this. So if he did it, then I just assumed it was okay. Instead of just cultivating a personal relationship with Christ, you know, and then the other thing that I think is why they're able to get away with it is going back to what I said about the feminization of the church. There's certain th if you if you got a congregation of let's just say that it's a Jezebel Ahab church, if you got a combination of women and weak men, you can control them easier as a male leader. And and this is why a lot of guys do leave because they see it and they peep it and they say, I'm not going to be up under that. You know, so I think they're able to get away with it because who they appeal to are able to be controlled. But to but what you said was spot on as well. Absolutely. And and, and the thing about it is, is that. Um kind of going back to what you're saying as far as like the Jezebel and the Ahab. Jezebel don't always have to be identified as a woman because there are men pastors who are under the Jezebel spirit. Yes. Who uses that. Um, but the reason why you see more women in churches and not a lot of men leading in the church is exactly what you said because they see the pastor for who he truly is and they're not going to accept it. And then instead of outing him or calling him out on his mess, they'll just leave. Yeah. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? But a lot of times what needs to happen is for a man to stand up and say, no, that's not acceptable. Wow. No, that's not right. No, we're not going to do that. No, I'm not going to let you take advantage of these women. No, I'm not going to let you take advantage of my wife. No, you're not going to use her for her gifts and her and, and her anointing. Um, you know, you're not going to prostitute, you know, these women or, you know, at the church just for your own benefit. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of times what we see is that, you know, you'll have men who see an anointing on, we'll say women, and, and they'll use it for their own, their own agenda and their own profit. Wow. And if the man don't sit, stand up and say, no, we're not going to do that, then he'll be able to continue to do that. And so that's why you see a lot of women um, be abused in these churches. It's a cold. Yeah, it's a cold game, man. Yeah, that that. Yeah, I, we need to hear that, man. Did you want to say anything final before 
um, before you get off. Any final thoughts? Um, one, I want to encourage people to not give up um, on the church. And I'm not saying the physical building, but I'm saying what we're doing here tonight. All of everybody coming together on one accord, learning and growing in your relationship with God. Um, don't let it deter you. Don't let it. Um, don't let the enemy sneak in and, and pull you away from the body of Christ. Um, but uh, just want to encourage you to, uh, Brother Greg, to continue to do uh, the work that God has called you to. Um, know that everybody is uh, praying for you, man. We love you and uh, thank you um, for uh, letting me chime in and give give my uh, uh, input on this. Hey, f- for sure. I appreciate that. Love you, brother. That's my, that's my bro, Blake. That's a tongue twister. <laughs> um, but I appreciate you. Appreciate your family, man. And um, yeah, yeah. Anytime you want to hop on, man, just let me know. But yeah, we definitely needed to hear that. Thanks again. I love you, man. Be blessed. All right. Yeah, that's 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 what it is. He he was spot on. Um, that's what it boils down to. Yeah, fam, we're going to get to a few more comments. We really could do a part two if we wanted to, but so much has been said. Let me make sure it ain't nothing else from this little silly video that that I needed to point out. I think we we seen we seen more than we probably needed to see. <laughs> I could have spent the whole hour. This is the last thing I'm going to say. I, now, like I said, I like Kirk, but I think because y'all probably were saying that dancing wasn't all that. Like, what's the big deal? He just dancing. But I'm going to show you this one last clip of him <laughs> uh, grinding on this lady. That's not Kirk Franklin, if you confuse. Yes, sir! Glory to Jesus. Happy birthday! Let's see, this is why it's always such a fine line, right? Because it's like sometimes it don't be egregious. You know what I mean? Like sometimes it's not it's not over the top. Like he's grinding on her, but it, it didn't appear to be anything sexual, right? It wasn't it wasn't like he was sexually grinding on her. But it's just the optics you know what i mean like some stuff is just unbecoming that's a word we don't hear some stuff just be it's it's not befitting as the bible says now most of the 99 times out of 10 i mean out of 100 i'm just gonna not say nothing about it i'm only bringing it up tonight (laughs) because we having this discussion about the black church but like i said in the beginning it's a lot of stuff that i just won't comment on or i'll stay in my lane but that's how I be sometimes. So let me, let's get to these comments, and then we're going to call it a night. God bless everybody joining in. Thank you all for hanging out with me a little bit tonight. Let's see what we got. I think I left off somewhere around right where I was. Actually, I shouldn't have moved the mouse. <laughs> um, sometimes we can take advantage of grace. I believe we should give grace as well, but we should need to reproof, correct, and love. Yeah, that's why I say it's such a fine line of like correcting and reproving and rebuking and loving and showing grace. And I think we just got to get the balance right. 
Ashkenazi says, I'm not saying do not donate to your church. I'm saying that tithing 15% as a requirement of church membership is heretical. That's a huge I ain't even heard 15%. I heard 10%. They doing 15 now. My goodness. <laughs> B says he found himself a niche. People love to be entertained. Sad. I'm going to I'm a. You know, yeah, the brother, I don't know if I talked about when he was on the thing. The I think it was the BT Awards and the red thing. And he was saying that he's the goat and all that. And the goat is greater than the lamb. I forget what he said. But I'm going to leave that alone. Yeah, he had that man cleavage, cleavage going, D. <laughs> had that man cleavage. Um. Yeah, Ashkenazi, you're right. It's a lot of it is about the money. A lot of it is about the money. Um, God bless you, Miss Clark. Praise the Lord. She says, I was just training Brooke on the same teaching this week. I can't get as excited as Miss Clark. She can get excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll play it back. Praise God. Um, yeah. I've read that the Christian tithes around the turn of the 20th century were used to finance in part the Russian Revolution. I believe it. Yeah, I don't know. Ashkenazi, you, you're just knowledgeable about stuff. Every time you comment, I'd be like, I need to go read. <laughs> I need to go do some research. Here's a question. Did you notice the fellow sitting next to the lady in white was wearing a Jewish yarmulke? What the heck? Yeah, I think that was in the video. I might have missed it. B says, so much acting and fakeness. So sad. We know how to do church. It's funny because you be a little kid in church and y'all be playing church. And then you're an adult and you just grow up and play church some more. <laughs> it's wild. It's like we never stop playing church. Demons ruling the roost. Wow. Using the church as a piggy bank. Sister Torrance says, I was just wondering why there is even a black church. See, what you just said, that's the whole point of what I, that's that's a whole section of this that I didn't even have a chance to get to. But let me finish your comment. I was just wondering why there is even, why there is even a black church and why there is any division at all when the church demonstrated in the Bible was unified. Just shows how far we've come. Wow. Um, Ms. Clark says a prophetic word came forth this week saying that there is a war now between the church and the church and we're seeing it wow T says exactly all theatrics no power I mean that was just one video we watched these folks be cussing from the pulpit they, it, it be all types of stuff in his little videos said this discussion is so timely I wrote a whole piece on this just yesterday. Well, send it to me, sister. I need to read it and possibly share it. Torrance says, exactly. Y'all can follow Torrance's channel. She started a podcast, The T-Shell Show. Feel free to check that out. It's about life and Christian living. She says, exactly. I can go to church where me and the pastor is doing the same thing, but I can feel good about myself because we're, quote, in church and not in the club. Wow. B says, go to church and dress up, be entertained and feel happy, not renewed, transformed and reproved. Man, y'all talking good tonight, man. 
Living Out Scripture says, Sister Irene says, great discussion. My husband said everything you touched on from a man's point of view is spot on. Praise God. I appreciate that. Man, fam, so we coming right up on 830. Long one tonight, but God is good. Glad to be back. Just want to bring you some value. Just want to chop it up. When I get these solid talk topics, I'm going to try to get them out as soon as possible if I know we're going to be talking about my brother. I believe it was Burnished Brass. If I'm not mistaken, it, it was it was one of the brothers that's on the channel kind of threw up that alley-oop when he mentioned has the black church lost its power. So if y'all throw an alley-oop up there, I'm going to be Blake Griffin. I'm going to be Vince Carter. I'm going to slam it. Y'all just let me know what's on your mind. Always feel free to reach out. Contact information is always in the description, and I do read the comments. Sometimes I just heart them and don't say nothing. That don't mean I ain't read it. If I heart it, that means I read it. <laughs> if I heart it and I don't, I mean, if, if you comment and I don't say nothing, either I ain't seen it yet or I don't agree, and I'm going to just leave it there because I believe in free speech. But with that being said, family, thank you all for hanging out with me tonight. God is good. He's worthy to be praised. Be on the lookout for comments. Be on the lookout for um content be on the lookout for uh just different stuff that's what we're doing now keeping the same format but revitalizing it you're gonna see a lot more short form content a lot more repurposing of the content because i do understand that people don't always have an hour and a half to allocate to watching the video and a lot of stuff gets missed because you know it's buried in the 90 minute long video so be on the lookout for that but with that being said god is good thank y'all for hanging out feel free to reach out if you need anything have any questions need prayer we are available you all take care and be blessed this is solid talk speaking out loud yeah, 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 yeah. check it out Speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check. In from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. I keep it solid, I'm dropping knowledge. Wisdom, understanding, just like you done went to college. Devil know we working, his goal is to try to stop it. Helmet of salvation and shield of faith that'll block it. Controversial topics, just to keep it honest. Truth hit hard, just like like it's a blunt object, culture living godless, I can't even call it, we in the last days, Babylon is falling, don't kill the messenger, I can't mess with ya, points got a plethora, this life will keep on testing ya, let's walk and get the best of ya, I'm trying to tell you bruh, only around the shell we say we trying to get the rest Speaking of ya, speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check, in from beginning gotta tell us what's next, true believers they can come and connect, call in or even come as a Yes, and show each other respect Spiritual wickedness in high places Trying to cause division with the people and the races Jesus gave commission, say go out to all the nations So we streaming live on television and the stations No, we taking off like asteroids up in the spaces The cross was Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd, we trading places The lost must understand that we cannot be void of graces So we preach it to a generation that is faithless Understand his greatness, ancient of the ages Written on my heart, the red letters of 
of the pages The blood of Jesus covers all my sin and it erases I pleaded and believed it so it covers all my bases Speaking out loud in depth Cancel culture can't keep me in check And from beginning gotta tell us what's next True believers they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest And show each other respect Try to keep my sanity amongst calamity Social media nothing more than narcissistic vanity PC culture on a mission and they try to cancel me But I know Jesus gonna keep me covered like a canopy Blood give me amnesty, no I can't handle me Not where I wanna be, but best believe I plan to be Flesh wrestle against the spirit, main event and slambery So I need him every day, this daily, weekly, annually Iron sharp as iron, so I'm strengthened by my brethren We may not meet down here, but guarantee the link in heaven The born again and righteous are the ones he's gonna let in Let's keep the faith and be amongst the saints when they step in